This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio with guest host Jane Brown. Days after a damning report was released suggesting thousands of Ontarians have been caught in dysfunctional elevators, a provincial liberal backbencher wants to introduce a motion that will force elevator companies to have all repairs done and broken elevators working within two weeks, a week if it involves the elderly. MPP Han Dong joins me on the line, the representative for Toronto's Trinity Spadina riding. First time you're with us. Nice to have you along, sir. Thank you, Jen. It's, it's good to be on, on your show. And we want to hear from you as well. If you've been affected by a dysfunctional or broken elevator, 416-360-0740, Han, why this issue? How pervasive are the breakdowns? Well, first of all, I want to say that I, um, I was once a victim. I, I was... Um stuck in the elevator for almost an hour. I made a good friend, though, in the, in the car. But uh, it's, uh, I think you know, there are a lot of uh, us and, uh, you know, and our friends that, uh, that had bad experience with uh, elevators. Uh, in my riding, which is a downtown Toronto riding, there are many, many tall buildings, as you can imagine. And the growth has been tremendous in the last 15 years. Um, and I, you know, as an MPP, I visit senior homes quite often. Um, I've been told repeatedly when their elevator goes out, seniors are, are reluctant to leave their apartment, and they'll they choose to stay in their apartment. Some for someone, uh, sometimes it's over over a week, and to me, that's a health and safety issue. And one story really prompted me uh, to uh, lo- start looking into this issue was at a senior home. Um, a senior uh, had to be brought down through the stairwell um, by paramedics because the freight elevator uh, was out for several weeks. And uh, to me, uh, that was alarming. And it's not acceptable uh, knowing that there are so many tall buildings that are being built right now in, uh, in, in our province. Well, we talked about a case in the news last week of a 94-year-old woman who uses a walker and won't be able to access her apartment for a couple of weeks. She's on the 12th floor. She has to stay somewhere else. She was trying to convince her landlord of giving her a break on her rent because she simply couldn't stay there while the elevator was being repaired. I'm sure it's not an isolated case. Yeah, it's uh, like I said, it's, it's unacceptable. And right now there is no um, legislated um, or provision uh, in the for this industry, when it comes to reliability of uh, our elevators, the safety is looked after by the Technical Standards Safety Authority, and they've, they've been doing a good job. Uh, we we enjoy one uh, one of the safest. Uh, we are one of the safest jurisdiction when it comes to um, elevator. Uh, when you look at the stats, but uh, you know how long does it take uh, for an elevator to get repaired if it go out of service? is really up to the service part, up to the contractor. So, so the, I think the, uh, this yeah. bill will provide, if passed, will provide some standard to that industry. So right now the legislation does not state that an elevator has to be fixed within a certain amount of time. There's no such legislation in 
Ontario. That's hard to believe. <laughs> and I tell you what, the other part of uh, the bill speaks to building code. And so currently, the building code says anything over seven stories, you must have at least one elevator. But we've seen uh, buildings uh, being built, you know, in excess of 50, 70 stories in Toronto. Um, and there is no requirement for a elevator traffic analysis to be included uh, in their building permit application. So my bill actually is addressing that, calling for a mandatory traffic study uh, before a building permit could be uh, granted. And well, this is looking, mm-hmm. you know, looking towards future because um, uh, to me, I think uh, a lot of developers are good. Uh, they, they, they go the extra mile to uh, be responsible. Um, but uh, it, it's, a, it's a potential uh, loophole. You know, I know that their buildings only has two elevators, and when one goes out, uh, a lot of tenants just have to walk the stairs. We're speaking with Trinity Spadina MPP Han Dong about a private member's bill to put some legislation in and around elevator fixes. And we want to hear your stories. Have you been have you been on an elevator when it's broken down and perhaps have not received help? Or once you've gotten back to your apartment, the elevator remains unfixed for a, an amount of time that does not seem Proper four one six three six zero zero seven forty one eight six six seven forty four seven forty. Are you as surprised as I am to find out there's no legislation in this province around timelines for fixing elevators? And I mean, for those of us who are able-bodied, Han, we can run up and down the stairs no problem. But if you're an elderly person and you live on the eighth or tenth or twelfth floor of an apartment and and you have a mobility issues, there's no way you can get up and down. That's right, and for a lot of seniors and 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 people has uh, mobility challenges, they rely on their friends, their family uh, when these things happen. Um, and you know, they they a lot of them are, are condo owners. They actually pay money, bought uh, their own property. And this is to be included in that in the deal. Uh, for me, it's a, it's a consumer rights issue. Uh, that's why I'm amending the uh, Consumer Protection Act uh, for them to be the uh, enforcement uh, or enforcement body uh, uh, for for the 14 days and seven days for senior homes. Um, yeah. So I think I think um, it addresses uh, if passed, this bill will bring some. Uh, standard to this industry. Well, this is certainly an issue that we will continue to provide coverage on because we do speak to an older audience and and it does mean a lot to a lot of people in their homes, especially if they live on upper floors. Let's go to David in Toronto. Hi, David. You're on Zoomer Radio. Yeah. Hello. How are you? Fine. Thanks. Go ahead. Hi, David. Well, hi. I just want to comment. Uh, I'm in the industry. I've been in the industry for 40 years. I only caught a little bit of this, but I just wanted to say that, you know, part of the problem are the owners themselves. Like you were mentioning elevators in, in low-rise buildings with one unit with seven floors or, or you know, 40 floors with two units. I mean, that's ridiculous. Like you just mentioned, one elevator goes down and you got one elevator to serve 40 floors. And then, you know, what if the cleaning staff needs it? What if this? What if that, right? Back in the day, like I started in the 70s, a 20-story building had four elevators. They were over-elevators. And it's all with these developers. You're saying they're doing a good job. You know, they don't care. They're, you know, it's cheaper to put two elevators in than four, and they just want to get in and out, maximize their profits, and down the, and down the road. And they don't care what happens after. And uh, you know, these poor people who look at these high-rise buildings, they go in there, and everything's nice. You know, they like view and all that stuff, and then they realize, oh, there's only two elevators. 
holy gee was in the way and stuff like that. So a lot of it is developers, owners, and everything, even when it comes to maintenance contracts. Back in the day, uh, you usually looked after 40 units. You know, the rule of thumb was one, one hour per machine type of thing. Now the guys are doubles, not even more than that. And the requirements today are nowhere near what it was like back in the 70s and 80s. There are so many safety, and you mentioned the TSSA, requirements that have got to be done, monthly checks and all this safety, safety, safety. Well, where's the extra hours coming from? You know, you got more units, uh, more responsibilities, and less time. So you wonder when elevators are breaking down. And there's a report in the paper about the fire department. Uh, listen, that's a joke as well. You know, a lot of times I'll get a call, and I'm downtown working, a trap passenger call. I'm there, let's say, in some instances, because I'm downtown, and the building is just a few a few blocks away. I could be there within 10 minutes. Well, the fire department's already leaving, because Toronto Housing is known for this. They don't call us first. They call uh, Toronto Fire Services. They are emergency services. We are not. If I get a call, I'm a regular vehicle on the road. No sirens, no going through red lights, nobody gets out of my way, stuff like that. We are not emergency services. So a lot of times, the fire department has a four-minute response time. So people call them first, and sometimes people in the elevator are calling the fire department because they know they will come quickly. We get there as safe as we can and as fast as we can. But we have limitations. Okay, David, you brought up a lot of issues, all important. Uh, our MPP on the line, Han Dong, what do you say about that? And clearly, well, clearly, you're on side. Thanks for showing interest on this bill. Yeah. Uh, well, first of all, I think you are absolutely right. There is no, um, there is no requirement uh, for uh, elevator design right now uh, when it comes to capacity. So a lot of buildings, you're right, um, that has uh, far less elevators as it's supposed to have. I know that there is um, uh, industry standard, some uh, developer followed, and I just want this bill to shed a light on this. Um, I, 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 I'm not prescribing to what standard uh, the capacity should follow, because I think uh, as to uh, provincial legislation, it has to be nimble. Um, in there, it does provide opportunity for regulation to define uh, what standard um, these, um, the, uh, the traffic standard Sorry, the traffic analysis should uh, should point to. Secondly, on the um, maintenance requirement, the reason why we're one of the safest jurisdiction uh, when it comes to elevator service in the world is because of uh, these regulations and maintenance requirement. And then right now, the onus is on the uh, the device owner, so the building owner. Uh, I think it's only fair um, to share that responsibility with the contractors. Uh, you mentioned about the premium. True, some buildings or older buildings, the owners may not be able to uh, or choose to pay uh, less for a contract. But I think uh, if passed, this, uh, this, uh, this legislation, this piece of legislation will bring uh, a level playing field. So it's the same requirement for everybody. Um, so I don't. I consult with a lot of stakeholders in the uh, in the industry. I've been told that not necessarily is going to raise the price for the contract. So I, I just want to clarify that point. And lastly, you mentioned that uh, uh, there has been increased work for uh, mechanics in the field. You're absolutely right. Uh, when I ask, consult with the union local 50 uh, about the um, whether or not we we have sufficient. Uh, uh, you know, mechanics, a uh, number of mechanics in the field, uh, I was told, yes, we do. We, we do have sufficient uh, mechanics. And they're constantly uh, 
uh, quite, quite a few sitting on the bench and waiting to go. Uh, but I think uh, what's also important is that if this bill passes in the 14 days and the seven day requirement, it will start asking the industry to find innovative ways to better manage their resource, um, to provide some answers to these, uh, these problematic situations. Because, you know, even with two weeks, that's great inconvenience. It for, absolutely for is. Even a week it as an older person. Funny, right? Yes, I want to get to another call here. Uh, Alvin in Toronto, go ahead. Hello. Hi, Alvin. What was, what's your comment today? I have an elevator in the house for my mother to come in and out. And uh, she cannot get out because for the last three years, it's not been fixed by March of Dimes and by the contractor and Ministry of Social Services. And I have to call the fire department or the ambulance to take her down the stairs every time. Okay, that's an interesting query, and I'm sorry to let you go there, Alvin, but uh, our MPP, Han Dong, our time is running out. What oh, about no. what about private elevators like that? Would your legislation uh, affect... So I, I, this piece of legislation speaks only to buildings that's uh, seven stories or higher. Okay. Um, so it's uh, in that situation. Um, I mean, you know, we we got we I, the industry has to respond to that uh, situation as well. Um, the fact of the matter is that uh, before to, this week, the issue of elevators has been relatively covered, and uh, I just hope that I, I take this opportunity to shed some light and bring some transparency to this industry, to these issues that, that settles uh, or affects many residents' life every day. At what, at what part of the process is your bill? Well, I'm going to be introducing it on tomorrow uh, for the first reading. And then uh, I think uh, the first week of April is the second reading debate. And I'm, uh, I'm working very hard to get members to support this bill. So far, I've heard uh, quite, uh, you know, quite a bit of support from both sides of the floor. Well, the fact that you're a liberal backbencher, you probably have more pull with your liberal colleagues, right? And- I have opposition uh, members, friends coming over and saying that uh, this is a good, meaningful bill. Right, because it feels like a nonpartisan issue to me. It is. Okay. Well, thank you very much. Good luck. We'll talk to you again. Thank you, Jen. Take care. Trinity Spadina MPP Han Dong on a private member's bill to speed up repairs to elevators in this province. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.